All right. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. So I have the distinct pleasure today of having Irene Blykvetsky, the host of Sauga Talks, come on to our show here today. It's great to interview and have a guest on who is effectively doing what I am doing, bringing on different bringing on different special guests across the you know tech in Web3 industry and blockchain and have them come on and, you know, discuss their projects and discuss their takes on things. I've seen your show um, be, I guess you could say, circulate and, you know, gain ever more visibility across social media for quite a while now. So, you know, one can say I am also a fan of, you know, Salga Talks as well. And just to give everybody a little bit of context regarding uh, Irene's show, Salga Talks. So, they're included in the 50 podcasts thought leaders should listen to in 2021. This is by the uh, publication Thinkers 360. And it's uh, it's it's been widely circulated and widely mentioned and written about in other publications as well as essentially a platform that people should start listening to if they really want to start you know, engaging and learning more about Web3 technology and some of the movers and shakers here. So, Irene, thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. As you mentioned, <laughs> of course, I am very comfortable in the host chair. All right. Yes. <laughs> so I love interacting with smart people. Okay. That what makes my days. That what make me waking up every morning and feeling good. All right. But give being a guest. Okay. What a privilege. What a privilege. Right. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. <laughs> yeah, definitely wearing a wearing a different hat today. So I'm sure it must I'm sure it must feel both exciting and surreal being a guest instead of the host. Uh, you know, um, especially here on today's episode. So what made you want to create Sauga Talks? If you could talk a little bit about the background story of that. Sure, sure. You know, I like to interact with smart people. That's it. That's it. You know what? In the digital age, it seems like it's a shame if you're not trying, if you're not trying to connect virtually, if not, you, yeah. if not trying to expand, you know, some things that you knew before, but really developing and understanding, hey, you know what? I can be YouTuber. You know, right. I can be podcaster, all right? Let me let me add value to people's lives, you know? So when, when again, when I meet new people, when I kind of interact, we talk about tech, we talk about uh, artificial intelligence, you mentioned. Right. We talked about Web3, blockchain, metaverse. Metaverse, right? So I expand my horizon and I hope I add some, you know, sparkles to people's lives. So, yep, that's what Saga Talk's all about. I encourage everyone. Okay, on YouTube, right. subscribe, like, comment, LinkedIn, Twitter, find me, we'll have fun. <laughs> well said. And can you discuss a little bit about your professional background before you created the podcast show? Oh, sure. I can talk about how much time we have. I can talk about... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, I, 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 I come from technology industry, you know, what back in the 90s, all right? I was a developer. I was an Oracle developer, actually, you know, putting fun applications together for number of, oh, yeah, you know, Oracle, commercial yeah. clients. You know, Oracle, good stuff, databases, hot stuff at the time, you know. So after a couple of decades, you know, in different roles, in development, in project management, in marketing, worldwide marketing i kind of loved that global reach 
Okay, I spent so many years at IBM, all right, working with teams across the globe, you name it, you know, across US, of course, Europe, uh, India, you know, fantastic, fantastic right. experience across the globe. And then, you know, when I became my own entrepreneur, my own entity, I figured, you know, the best experiences I've learned, the best fun I had is was actually whole, you know, hosting panels hosting yeah. panels at big events and just uniting people who are interested in what's next what's next for technology what's next for business how are yes. we gonna break the silos okay inside the big enterprises how we're we gonna bring startup community closer to large players you know how engineers will actually stop being ivory tower uh, i don't know residents how right. are we going to democratize technology? So all those fantastic topics, you know, for me, they're not just words. You know, I worked in the industry. I am still part of that community. I'm just happy yeah. to unite more people around those, yeah, around those items. Mm -hmm. By the way, I like the reference you used, Ivory Tower, because it seems like years ago, if you wanted to break into tech, if you wanted to even do just a career change, if you wanted to start your journey in this space, there seemed to be a little bit of a distance or an aloof type nature, so to say. And I think podcasting and let's say doing things that let's say you are doing and many other people are doing by having guests uh, from various parts of you know tech come on. These conversations are allowing people to kind of relax and learn in a very, very easygoing way. And I think from there, people can figure out what they're interested in and what direction they want to go in because you know if we're talking about the 90s a lot of times when you know if you're speaking of like developers and things like that a lot of the context seemed more like an ivory tower so whether it's you know various you know i guess you could say upper crust you know tech publications or journals like most people um are not going to engage in that if they're looking to jump into tech if they're first timers if they're just trying to figure out and kind of get their feet wet so to say podcasts like this like what you're doing with Saga Talks, you know these conversations kind of take those walls down so to say so you can have this type of dialogue and people could be like oh well that's not as complicated as i thought it was like oh that's very interesting stuff you know so I i'm glad you used that reference you hitting you hitting that nail on that head all right because forget about 90s forget about 2000s right now so many frustrated frustrated younger generations who are entering the job markets and they're still thinking you know what i'm not a computer scientist i don't have that technical degree the whole technology world is somewhere you know i'm just a consumer right. i'm using my apps right i kind of know how to navigate here and there but that's not going to be my career and that's what i'm trying to say and a lot of leaders i have uh, as guests on my show they're bringing those barriers down yes because the entrance you know the barriers of entrance they're extremely low right now just talk about some technology low code no code okay we're not gonna talk about how easy it is how everyone can code tomorrow no that's not that's not the case right, right? you do need to have the com competencies there but at the same time if you inclined if you're interested there's so many options right now uh, boot camps okay yeah fantastic right. opportunities you know i know people personally who just changed their career after a few years finding out that what they studied in college maybe not what they want to do 
Or right. if they did not go to college, that's great too, because yeah. there's so much need for bl blockchain specialists, for yeah. uh, RPA, robotic process automation, automation specialists, those who helping to, let's say, make mundane tasks kind of automated. That's why people, you know, so people can be human. People yeah. can do, can be creative at work. Okay. They don't need to do data entry from nine to five or even longer, right. you know, all these right. long hours. So I, I'm just bringing a lot of, a lot of different points right now, but one, one point I wanted to, you know, on the audience to take away from today is that if you kind of interested, okay, if you feel inclined, you will get a lot of help if you just reach out to communities to yeah. a lot of people who can help i can help let me know if you yeah, want to yeah. right I, I put i put you in contact depend what what uh, what area you uh, you're please interested. reach out to irene she's very please very reach secure. out very, i am pretty social i'm pretty yes. social i kind of know what it means when let's say technology people uh look very serious all the time okay right very serious very introverted very smart for sure yeah. but guess what you know what uh the world is changing around us we're gonna touch a little bit on metaverse but before we're going into like highly rich highly desirable universes right. you know we're right, still right. in very physical and interesting world that's why you can get help in a way that if you're not gonna become a you know a guru in your field overnight that's not going to happen. Don't take me right. wrong. But starting that way and just having the satisfaction of learning things and doing them, you know, that's how yeah. I started, right? Just start doing things and, yeah, you right. know, this is interesting. You start right. creating things. You, you're being part of something, okay, yes. bigger than that. And if you're still not interested, even, our, our, uh, even uh, after our inspiring talk here, there's so many jobs for people who are not technical in technology. Sure. You know, we need yeah. stories, we need content, we need right. video content, we need audio content, we need good hosts, we need good journalists around technology, okay? There's so many things that people can do. And of course, yeah. creative ones, graphics, you know, engineers, they know nothing about graphics, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> Product created by engineers. We, you know, we all right. know these anecdotes and stories, right? right? So if you're interested, and you should be interested, <laughs> If you live in, day, in this day and age, there are so many opportunities. Wow. And that's incredibly well said. You know what it seems like, especially when it comes to first time either viewers or participants in the tech industry, it seems like there's a lot of either, I don't know if it's, if it's the leadership, I don't know if it's the subject matter, but it seems a little intimidating for a lot of people as well. Kind of like what you said, people will be like, Oh, can I can I really do this? You know, this seems a little little much. Um, why do you think that is? And do you think it's easier now to kind of start that, you know, start that journey into tech? Maybe more so more so than before. You know what? It doesn't look like it's easier. Okay. Because again, I speak with a lot of people who kind of sort of don't know what to do with their lives, despite yeah. fabulous education or just great background and other experiences. Okay. People yeah. as frustrated as they were always. All right. So that's why, that's <laughs> right. why we are very, you know, we're very social. You have to have an example in front of you. You have to have something that's saying, Hey, I can do it. You know, yeah. that doesn't change. 
despite right. of the technology progress, right? Despite yeah. of new uh, new uh, what generations of platforms that so user friendly, so intuitive, right? right? We could we could not even imagine. I don't know, 50 years ago, you know, it used right. to be what is it? black screen and and, and yeah. green green text on that screen you had to be an engineer you know to even come closer to it right, right. so that those barriers definitely down but it's not easy so uh what what i would encourage again if if you're remotely interested if you sort of you know in humanities if your let's say life experience if your education if whatever your inclination right if you're a writer yeah. if you're a creator if you're a designer all right. There right. are so many, um, I would say, merging, merging disciplines now, right. merging disciplines that I'm sure you will find just, you just have to be, you know, proactive, just do something, right. Right. you know, stop talking, stop listening to us right, right now, do something. <laughs> yeah, start to, yeah, well said. And, you know, moving off of that. So you mentioned a great point when uh, we had our initial call a few weeks ago. Metaverse is going to be the next, I guess you could say, era or transformation of social media. So, you know, when we think of things like Twitter, Meta slash Facebook, Instagram and things like this, you know, people are wondering. And by the way, I asked you, where is social media going to be next? What is going to be the next transformation? And you said metaverse is going to be the next social media so talk about that a little bit all right you know nowadays everyone is a visionary okay so <laughs> everyone have predictions for next decade or something right i don't right. want to be one i'm just sharing what what i understand because uh, you know there's still lots of skeptics out there right there are huge right. new adapt adapters community that just jumping on on the seed you know every second there is new article there is new shiny of course development out there so yeah. what what i'm learning again from my esteemed guest and just on my own right is that technology is there you know yeah. the progress that we've seen in ar vr in social yes. networking right in cloud technology in ai helping us really reshape our lives with with metaverse or without metaverse right that's already right. here but social aspect of it it will continue it will continue grow on us you know um some people say linkedin is already a metaverse okay yes it's not 3d right we're right. not emerging emerging in those spaces we're not dealing with avatars but right. guess what um uh, let me bring this example because linkedin to me right this is a digital space People yeah. say things about themselves, some of them funny, some of them real, all right? Yeah. Avatar, you can have whatever picture out there. It's not yet, again, 3D, it's not immersive, but it pretty much it's telling the story you want to tell, right? right. So in a way, uh, the new future with Metaverse that I think, I think we'll be part of, like it or not, okay? <laughs> is that yes it will move into 3d yes we will have this uh, avatar experience with a lot of gamification elements in it for right. sure okay because people have you know love to have fun people love to have challenges Indeed. and rewards and user experience and all this fun 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 right so that's yeah. coming like it or not but uh, what i'm thinking is that we still will be us we still will be very human in a way that our avatars will have to be telling some real stories about us. Uh, otherwise, it is gaming. It's just gaming. Yeah. So there is no short answer. There is no short, short answer. To, you know, so for me, Metaverse just will be another place where we're going to interact, 
yeah. where we're gonna meet each other like we're meeting each other today right you right. and me fabulous right, right. yeah uh, but there is also the huge huge metanomics metanomics aspect of it so if you'd like we can talk about it a little later but uh point is that it will be affecting our existing the way we work the way we shop the yeah. way we transact the way we exchange right exchange goods right so social media in the metaverse this could literally be people's avatars and i guess you could say people's character skins so to say literally just almost in like a video game open world scenario type of thing walking up to another individual and then essentially like a video game start engaging in dialogue start you know engaging in you know certain actions whether they're you know transactions whether it's exchanging dialogue or or something else do you think linkedin is going to be the best model as far as what the metaverse will end up being as kind of what social media is sure as far as how social media is going to transform yeah oh yeah oh yeah absolutely linkedin is one example twitter we know right as long as uh, as soon as technology will be just accessible to everyone because cost of entry right is still huge so uh, right now to me uh, we will take the best of our social social practices from linkedin from twitter from facebook right yeah. into metaverse but right now of course metaverse is mostly on the retailers retailers mind right, right? it's for training it's for immersive experiences that uh, hey you know people can train for disasters for horrible experiences that they can be prepared for thanks to this yeah to the virtual worlds we're all right. going to be part of so fun 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 with retailers of course right yeah, look, look at what imagine. nike is doing yeah look right. at gucci louis vuitton i mean the fantastic world where you know what uh, we now use this term fidgetal fidgetal it's <laughs> digital. physical and digital yes. right when it's colliding yes. so in metaverse yeah. we're kind of stepping from our physical existence right into this new universe with metaverse avatars with fantastic product demos we can interact we can be part of those brands already we don't need right. to leave by the store right we don't need right. to even enter that store ever right? right but we're part of that community so with that generation z you know those who grew up with gaming and alpha forget about it i mean they live in digital world right, right. so for them shopping without metaverse what do you mean i have to, right. like i have my two 2d world my <laughs> interactions no that's not cool so with that right. yeah, of course we're we're looking into something really huge in front of us and what what role do you think ai will be playing in the metaverse both as far as like benefits and mm -hmm. security problems and concerns you know what um uh, ai will play the role okay i see immediately it's not me it's again lots of experts agree that you know language translation communication yeah. okay things that again we don't want to lose our distinct languages because it's part of the cultures it's part right. of who we are right and i find some interesting articles out there that, that's saying that ai immediate immediate impact will be and again how we're going to interact how avatars will be able to understand each other seamlessly without mm -hmm. even transcribing the speech okay without even doing tremendous things that's already part of by the way linkedin twitter have you noticed how easy it is to translate the post yes it's a different language almost insta almost instantly to be honest yeah that's a miracle 
Yeah. That's that's your metaverse, all right? That's your AI capabilities. So with natural language processing, I mean, sky is the limit, all right? Yeah. It's becoming more and more intuitive. And of course, it's, uh, it's knowing us better than right. we know ourselves. So AI is part of metaverse. AI is part of actually every experience now. Right, very much every so. Every single one. So if you don't get it yet... <laughs> that train already left the station but right, uh, but what and what i understand is going to be happening is that uh as a platforms becoming again um easier easier and cheaper for businesses to adapt again it used to be only huge enterprises could afford you know that kind of capabilities now or again it's with with cloud services it's much easier for mid-sized company for smaller businesses even Right, right to talk this language with their customers so i see again metaverse is not going to be for everyone at the beginning sure. but we're going to be there and last point last point to that adam is that um, somebody somebody just said that you know at the uh, at the beginning of internet okay so many brands thought that it's not wise to invest into creating their websites okay <laughs> Right. So many brands thought it's just a yeah. you know, don't you see this coming? This is happening right now with Metaverse. Right. <laughs> right. There was a time in history where a lot of major industry leaders were discouraging, you know, the use of, I guess you could say, uh, you know, B2B or, you know, B2C, you know, um, commerce, so to say, you know, setting up a website and setting up a platform like, oh, the Internet's going to fail. Oh, the, you know things like that and often this seems to be a very similar crowd that's also discrediting you know whether it's blockchain metaverse nfts or you know things like that and you know um often you know there's always a group of skeptics that tend to get it wrong and it seems to be the same script you know every 10 years <laughs> oh oh nfts yeah they're, they're garbage they're gonna go away you know bitcoin is gonna die no clearly that's not the case <laughs> Um, you know, going off of, you know, your explanation of AI's role in the meta in the metaverse, what do you think Mark Zuckerberg and Meta slash Facebook's role is going to be? Because obviously they're trying to position themselves as really the anchor of how this space, the metaverse space, will be progressing. And given the past like 10 to 15 years, there's also a lot of controversy surrounding Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, especially when it comes to bots security concerns, even, um, you could say, uh, various roles in U.S. elections. You know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, you could say bad press has surrounded Facebook as to their brand and credibility. So what do you think their success, or how do you think their success will end up being in this space, um, so to say? How do you think their story is going to end up progressing here? You know what? I am for healthy competition. Okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever Mark Zuckerberg did or didn't, okay, his impact on on humanity is huge already. Okay, Absolutely. so he is gonna go down in history, right, with with right. his achievements, no questions. Okay, so I'm thinking in these categories. All right, asking from Mark Zuckerberg doing everything for all of us from now on. It's not fair. It's not. It's not even realistic. All right. So that's right. why I'm not watching closely what Facebook is doing every single day 
although right. it makes headlines. It's like huge public interest and their haters, their lovers, there are all kinds of all range of emotions. And right. I guess it's natural, right? When you're doing something important, you acquire, right? You acquire right. <laughs> all that. So to me, it's about competition. It's about uh, we seeing, you know, news from Microsoft, from Amazon. All right. They right. want their, you know, yeah, in the, the role in that play. And we'll see yeah. more and more, of course, with their resources. Right. We have a, they have a little bit more, uh, you know, space to uh, to experiment and to introduce. Yeah. Right. So Microsoft on enterprise side, they saying their teams will be exactly that. You know, and uh, 2D meetings, you know, 2D, uh, what is it, teams experiences is right. not going to cut it anymore in five years. All right? right. So it's not about Facebook for me at all. It's about, again, big players and small players. You know, how the big ones is going to trailblaze, you know, for, for the entire industry. And again, they will be criticized, right? Yeah. They will be. We were watching closely, right? They will be criticized at every level. I just don't want to, uh, I just don't expect all the answers coming from them because, right. you know, painfully enough to understand, but innovation uh, often comes from smaller companies, hungrier startups, you know, those who right. have the ability and just agility, okay, yeah. to do cool stuff. So to me, respect all, you know, respect for Facebook, respect, uh, of course, sure. uh, Microsoft and, uh, and, and Amazon, but there's so many cool things that's happening around them. And they acquire, right? They acquire good stuff when they, when they see that. So uh, th this will continue. I mean, nothing new, new in that. So to me, again, it's not about meta company. Nice. I, I don't want them, you know, prior, what is it? Um, uh, I don't want them to own the metaverse space because it's just not true. That's not going to hold right. alone. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So to me, well it's said. about combined community of, again, technology, technology industry experts who are doing something every day. And again, going back to the point, if you're looking to join that world, do it because we're at the beginning of new era. And again, there's so many people that would need to make it happen. So yeah. Right. Well said. And you know, many feel, and you know, this is not a, I guess you could say, this is not an unknown sentiment, but the metaverse may also end up being the next step of global economies. So whether this is in the US, whether this is in Europe or East Asia, you know, so on and so forth, <clears throat> excuse me. So if the metaverse is gonna be the next stage of commerce, so to say, and you know, I think if we all look at human history, we can all see how commerce has evolved. You know, when we look at, you know, ancient, you know, cavemen and cavewomen societies, there was barter, then there was, you know, you could say gold and silver coinage, and then, you know, you could say paper notes were developed, and then credit systems were developed, and now we have cryptocurrency. So do you think with the metaverse, this is going to be the next step in, you could say, the economic transformation of the world where people are going to be moving more towards crypto and farther away from fiat, whether it's like the US dollar or the British pound or the euro or anything like that? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have to speak for myself, right? Just just look at the, again, those who are part of that community, part of that economy already. No yeah. doubt. But again, I just want to warn some of the overly excited, uh, I don't know, listeners is that when they, when they said crypto is not going to stand, uh, crypto is what it is, it's up and down, right? We don't see the, um, the crypto growing. We don't see the income we expected right. from it and, and all that, right? So humans right. are humans, 
all right so to me uh it will be natural part okay from you know the traditional economy with crypto with nfts yeah you know growing in value because again technology made it available you know with blockchain with nft technologies nice. it's it's really it's really accessible now so question is i know i'm not a financial analyst right i'm not here to describe markets i would rather say that if you kind of hear this buzzword okay go educate yourself on it okay yeah. that's not going to go anywhere if it's not going to be a major part of your portfolio of your investment next three years, so be it. That's fine. But it will be developing. It will be growing. And opportunities clearly, opportunities clearly is there. Because again, I'm speaking with um, uh, with a lot of entrepreneurs who like uh, who talking about brands and connection yes. with the customers. This is right. new age. We don't even fully. I don't fully understand. Okay, what we're facing. That right. Trust, I'm still learning myself. That, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We all we all kind of in the in yeah. that boat, right? Pretty much. But at yeah. least, at least, okay. I'm trying not to uh, run away from it because it's just right. silly. That's just right. silly, okay. Yes. <laughs> so by talking, yeah, by talking uh, with experts, with hosts like yourself, Adam, right? I'm getting more and more kind of acclimated in, in this world where and likewise, uh, exactly. Yeah. Having guests exactly. like yourself also helps me learn way way more as well. So. So Absolutely. So, you know, but again, we have different personalities. We have different temperaments. Okay. Some are yeah. more excitable. Some are other critical thinkers thinking, yeah, you know, maybe it's not time for me to invest yet. Okay. Right. People say invest a little, start playing with it. You will not learn until you kind of part of the platform, uh, platform until you have that wallet, tiny, right. tiny, just something that you can risk with. Right. But right. your hands-on experience will lead yeah. you into ha you know what look at these creators look at what they're doing again a gamification okay right. we want to be part of something cool and interesting all right, right. so this is this is the day and time and just again go with your own pace don't right. go too far of course and too fast that's the yeah. most yeah the silly part yeah, yeah we don't want you to tell. Mm -hmm. and it's great that you mentioned gamification because it seems like gamification <clears throat> is kind of like the catalyst that is moving a lot of these things pretty fast. You know, gamification, whether it's your shopping experience or whether it's even just your social media experience, gamification, regardless of age group, gets people interested and involved and curious about things. So, you know, it's nice to have, you could say the, the very bright and you could say very captivating graphics, but this gamification element is entering so many parts of this new you know web3 metaverse space so whether it's even like dating apps whether it's online shopping whether it's you know actually having avatars interact with each other across social media this is kind of you could say the net that's you know bringing you know bringing everybody you know together to say the least um there has to be something about gamification that kind of makes all the reward systems in people's heads kind of go off that's what it seems like Exactly, it plays on our nature again, right? Cause what we want to we want a great user experience, right? We want engagement. Right. We want to talk to our bodies, right? We want to be part of some group, right? That we yeah. feel connected to. We you mentioned rewards, achievements. Okay, yes, achievements. Yes. We want to be rewarded, right? We want to see right. how well we did in certain period of time, right? So and and it drives our motivation. 
So let's yeah. not forget about, again, you know, people who really become addicts, right? And right. spending half of their lives is not the whole life. It's for the reason. It's for the reason. It plays into some really psychological, you know, built-in mechanism that actually making us tick, right? But yeah. there is also a learning, a learning part in gamification. And for, right. for that... Of course, right? Some said it's the best, uh, what is it, learning uh, learning methods. Yeah. If, if you want kids to remember something, right? Make, right. make it a joke. I've read that as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did not, actually, in the past, we did not employ it at schools at all, right? No, no, no definitely Right? Not. So hopefully that will be coming. Otherwise, again, the old school system that prepared people for, I would say, you know, industrial revolution of early right. 20th century. Okay, right. that's not cutted, you know, it's not cutting. It's not cutting anymore. anymore. You're absolutely right. It's not cutting. Absolutely. It's not cutting. So gamification for, for serious business. It's not just for fun. It's for serious, serious, you know, ways to explore what we can do and what our brain actually can, yeah, can develop yeah. as a result. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a very good point about the Industrial Revolution. So I absolutely love history and if you look at the industrial revolution from i guess you could say the mid you know mid to later 1800s till almost now the world whether it's you know the united states whether it's europe whether it's east asia um has modeled itself based on a traditional you could say the nine to five day two weeks of vacation and you know the education system probably until recently has pretty much stayed the same so to say so, you know, as far as, you know, the industrial revolution, do, would it be fair to say that that old, you could say, workday model is disappearing? Because it seems like everybody's kind of waking up and starting to say, this isn't really effective anymore. You know, the traditional nine to five day, the traditional ways of working, commuting and learning. It's, you know, the, the results do not seem to be reaping the same rewards, to say the least. I'm glad you bring it up. Okay, I was interested, like you mentioned, right? Since uh, since what is it, Middle Ages? Okay, the way artisans <laughs> used to produce, right? They used to yeah. have apprentices, apprentices, right, next to them, just learning right. the craft, just learning day to day, kind of you know the skill to survive, right. to basically right. produce and survive, right? So industrial revolution, of course, automated, automated so many jobs, and it was of course huge disruption. Points. Huge yeah. disruption. And guess what? Education system of, at the time supported the skill needed at the conveyor line. Think yes. about it. The you advent see? of the conveyor belt and the Industrial Revolution. Both work in education was kind of built around totally. that model. Yeah. Totally. The moment I realized it, it's like, you know, lots of pieces fall into place with yes. for me. Because exactly, you, you had to know your place in the system, right? Think right. about that. You had to know when to show up. You had to know what your particular task is, and you yeah. uh, you had to know where to hand off that task. Okay, right. that's it. Guess what? This is so much still, still a picture of workplace today. Yeah. Not in conveyor line, everywhere, everywhere, you know, corporate world services, Absolutely. you know, inherited Absolutely. those practices. <laughs> and that just, you know, again, I, sp I spent in corporate world a lot of like, like two decades and, and different teams, like fantastic individuals, right. great ideas and all that, right? Guess what? Yeah. Processes, processes, enterprise processes, enterprise practices, they still 
they still work in a lot of ways in where do I get data? What do I do with this data? Where do I hand it off? And even the development methodology, starting with waterfall, and now agile, of course, it's not new at all, but right. still a lot, a lot of practices following that old mentality. All right. right. So what you mentioned is uh, that world is being ruined in front of our eyes. Okay. Like it or not. Okay. Right. Dinosaurs want to grab on because you can control those things better. Okay. Yeah. With old ways, you know, right. command and control. So right. many hierarchical organizations, right. That still believe if you're on top of that organization, you have, you know, more, uh, more weight to, to bring to the table. All right. Right. Again, forward thinking organizations, they of course seeing that's the big problem. All right. It's been yes. 15, 20 years, they're trying to shake it up a little bit, right? But not many succeeding, unfortunately. So going back to you know, people entering technology industry, all right. Not right. everyone will be working for Facebook or Amazon. Right. right. So many people in technology will be entering banks, insurance companies, fantastic businesses. We want we want to function in our lives. Right. Yeah. But once younger generation, they're facing those practices, they run away. They think, oh, you know what? No, 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 no. This is not for me. They run away. They don't want to be part of that industrial world of right. early 20th century. And they yeah, have the much. right. Yeah. And, you know, you made me think of. Uh something that's uh, kind of, I don't know if it was an intentional or accidental result of this, but if you look at the industrial revolution, which by the way, till today in 2022, many companies still follow, you know, a lot of the industrial revolution was built around the conveyor belt, essentially having a line of workers essentially assemble and do the same tasks to create one ultimate product. So it seemed to me the ultimate goal of that was volume, volume and mass production. It seems to me, although that may be a good model as far as you can say pure production, it doesn't seem to inspire or it's not the best way to inspire innovation. I think that kind of goes to what you're saying because a lot of people don't want to and don't see themselves in that environment because you know, maybe if we look at the cubicle, you know, almost every company, and I know it's changing nowadays, but companies more or less organize their workers in cubicles, just rows and rows of cubicles. So, you know, figuratively speaking, I look at that, I'm like, is this the conveyor belt of, you know, of modern day times where we're all sitting next to each other? We're all doing, you know, essentially um, very similar roles. And, you know, it is a nine to five day or uh, some sort of, you know, similar, you know, work day, you know, of, of sorts. W what do you think about that? You know, that's already breaking, breaking up, you know, those yeah. practices for sure. So uh, I don't want to talk about pandemics. It's commonplace, right? Right, you know, right. We've been through, right. Um, I was actually, I was very lucky in my career in, in early 2000s, IBM already started remote working everywhere. 
Right, yeah, they were one of the first ones, yeah. That was unheard of, okay? <laughs> many friends, many acquaintances were asking... A how lot do of critics were home? hammering IBM about that, but... How do you work from home? This is insane. Right. How do you, yeah, how do you organize your day? How yeah. do you know where to start, where to finish? How, right? But yeah. you know what? What made me stay with IBM and bless them and I wish all the success, you know, sure. from, from now on. Uh, what made me stay, what made me stick for many years, it's because of that. It's because of that flexibility and that trust. Trust. Because yeah. we don't, when, when you don't see your team every day, when I did not see my team every day, when I met bosses over the phone and I interviewed over the phone and I quit jobs and found new positions over the phone in, inside that huge universe called IBM, <laughs> all right? It, right. The trust and actually, my creativity was at the, you know, at the corner of it all. You know, I loved yeah. how people did not have to look at my shoulder, you know, to make sure right. that I'm productive. You right. know, so so to me, when I feel as an individual... Well, right, just like a conveyor belt, so to say. You always had, like, the foreman, you know, peeking over the, you know, you could say the worker's shoulders on the conveyor belt. Oh, exactly. you didn't do this part right. You didn't do that part right. So, exactly. so remote working was uh, liberating for sure. Okay, yeah. and we worked, we worked a lot. I mean, I worked through, uh, what is it, weekend deployments, okay, when you're launching a big, big, let's say, upgrade to major system at client, uh, at client site, okay, yeah. and major, major commercial companies out there, your clients, okay, you have on the phone at the time, right now it's all video, but at the time yeah. when you have, I don't know, dozens of people responsible for that launch, and you're in charge. I was in charge as a project manager on an important project. You feel yeah. like, you know, you're shooting rockets into the space. That's how important it was, right, to, ha to have this, you know, connection with yeah. people. But it didn't have to be physical. It's when you, you know, when you're doing this task virtually, it's as productive. It's not more productive. So right. with that, going back to going back, what, uh, how future of work is changing. It's already changed. It's right. already changed. People don't don't want to come from you know from homes to the offices after you know when the pandemic is when pandemic is over. Depends. Depends. You see, uh, if you have great uh, you know great uh, environment at home, when yes. you can spend and we you, and you can dedicate part of your day, larger part of the day to your work. Like right. you, some do need that office environment. They feel invigorated. You know, they feel motivated sure. by. Fine, that's absolutely perfect, right? But it has to be flexible. And of course, companies will have to have more empathy right. to understand what makes their people produce and be really creative and best they can be. Yeah, <clears throat> that is a great, great point you made. And you made a very interesting point earlier. So you mentioned the Middle Ages. And, you know, of course, I mentioned I'm a huge history, you know, nerd, so to say. And you know, back, let's say, in the Middle Ages, whether this is like, you know, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, you know, or, or any other region, you often had essentially a, you know, a highly skilled artisan, whether they're, let's say, making armor or swords like a blacksmith, and they had an apprentice. And often what happens is, is that these communities of, you could say, the, uh, the expert and apprentice ended up creating things called like guilds, so to say. So mm -hmm. are we starting to see some of that again in tech and technology where kind of moving away from let's say the industrial revolution conveyor belt and now we're starting to see kind of like these you know expert apprentice communities kind of building organically growing by them you know by themselves because you know let's say using the historical example 
this is when you had essentially people competing for like you know contracts from the various kings and queens and nobles to you know make swords and make armor and make armaments it'd be like these guilds essentially which are kind of like almost like these little startup communities competing you know for these you know opportunities you know what it's here it's here i don't think yeah. a lot of a lot of that changed i mean this is yeah. a perfect example because yeah. again we are organizing ourselves based on of, of course right on commercial and professional interests okay yeah it doesn't have to be union to me union is just too regulated and just uh, right. not helping to produce and not even helping to protect the workers but that just as that yeah just and of course opinion. as we've seen many examples of that and you know yep. they do take a lot of money out of the workers pockets too so you know? that's yeah. not that i mean i am kind of i am happy that again technology industry was never unionized in this country all right? right and that it it, it promotes this growth it promotes yeah. this ingenuity right and the ability to start the business and to make your own i don't know company takes what two hours two hours yeah. to file to file a form this is incredible. right yeah incredible <laughs> if you want to create your own llc it's very very easy yeah. exactly i mean thanks to the western world what it became right so we don't need to bow to the kings anymore right to have that permission <laughs> you don't need to right? kiss the ring or anything yeah you don't need to kiss the ring just be yeah. successful just make sure that what you're developing needed somewhere the simple yeah. so i absolutely see that comparison and i absolutely see this growing uh what is it uh, community of experts that now thanks to social media okay yeah. is accessible you know as never before Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, greatly and, and well and well said for 2022 going into 2023. How do you see non-fungible tokens and cryptocurrency further you know, evolving or, you know, kind of taking prominence? Because we have last year El Salvador recognizing, you know, Bitcoin as legal tender. Do you see more countries following that example, you know, later this year into the next year? You know, this, that's funny. Again, how much time we have? I mean, this. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Question, yeah. This question alone deserves like good, good discussion when, with those who are in trenches, really, who are making it happen. So for sure, you know, NFT is trendy. Okay. Crypto is trendy. That's yes. not going to go anywhere. You know, the government's trying to figure out. Right. So, of course, yeah. more liberal economies, right, they have, again, what is it, more space to play with. And we're very lucky. We're very lucky, you know, being part of this world. So and again, there will be loopholes. There will be tons right. of, you know, uh, tons of examples where critics will say, aha, right. you know, we shouldn't let that grow in front again. Right. That, that just right. that just natural process of all of us adapting and understanding what is it going to be. So it's going to be part of the economy for sure, right? right. So you did ask about NFTs. Um, NFTs right now thought mostly, you know, um, as uh, again, as a way for artists, as a way for creative types to sort of, right, to monetize the work and to, to produce uh, digital assets that's right. becoming, again, uh, you know, something bigger than, than their physical uh, physical originals. But, you know, if you think about it um, a little broader, is that uh, NFT is just another technology, okay? If yeah. you don't have a value, you know, if your art, I'm sorry, if your art, if any any product that you're creating, if anything you do, right, if it's not resonating with some audience, with some, you know, customer base out there, then right. digital is not going to make you all successful, you Very know, overnight. True. 
Right. You see, <laughs> so to me, this is just one of the tools, fantastic new mechanism, right? To spread the word, you know, to put your wonderful creation out there. But, you know, when you Louis Vuitton, it's already easier for you. Okay. Yes, <laughs> much easier journey. It's a little bit easier. They have their own challenges, right? But yeah. they're stepping, right? They're stepping. Let's say I'm, I'm picking on them, just using as an example. <laughs> right. They're stepping, uh, just expanding to digital world, right? The, a great physical experience they created in decades, okay? Right. That will stay with them, good for them, good for Gucci, good for luxury mm. brands out there, right? But at the same time, for artists who are trying and who you know, stepping into this world, uh, let them be part of digital, let them do physical, um, you know, digital, like digital, digital, right. absolutely. But just don't expect that necessarily technology will, will lead you into some, you know, some things that are not justified by simple right, demands right. of what you do and how you do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you mentioned another subspace here, robotics. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of things going on in robotics, and I feel like they don't get enough coverage, so to say, in the tech space, either for better or for worse, because obviously, you know, Web3 and blockchain and the things that come out of that are taking up a lot of the dialogue. But there's a lot of ingenuity and progress being made in robotics right now. And I was just wondering if you could touch on some of the more interesting innovations, you know, um, from your perspective and also sure, based on your sure. background. Yeah, it's one of my favorite topics, by the way, because yes. robotics can be a very, I would say, pragmatic in a way like the way enterprise lives, right? Everyone yes. heard robotic process automation, okay? So it's not quite robotic, it's not quite robust. This is like task automation. This is on your desktop, right. right? If you want to be productive, if you don't want to search through a bunch of emails, if you want to automate some of the tasks you do repetitively, yes, RPA is your help, right? This is like right. the most, I would say, applicable, um, right? Um, uh, applicable example. But right. uh, the higher, the higher reach of robotics, we see all the funny videos. Right. We see dancing robots, you know, oh, yeah. we see delivery yeah. robots and we hope that one day you know, those guys is going to be helping elderly. It's going to be, right. you know, helping kids, helping, I don't know, pets, helping us around our homes. Right. right. That That's not happening just yet. And again, um, I spoke with um, with fantastic roboticist. There is such a there is such speciality roboticist, Tony Ellis from from United Kingdom. He's huge on LinkedIn. He's like really thought leader. It sounds familiar. Space. I'll look him up. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. You know, I, I have probably, fantastic... I feel like I've seen it. I've seen his. Yeah, I think I've seen his name a few times. I'll check. Probably that out, on Soga Talks because he was one of probably, my. Probably, yeah. Exactly, Pro and fantastic story because he spent many decades from, let's say, automating, uh, let's say, engineering very hard, uh, hardwire engineered robots. Okay, and now yeah. his journey into assistive robotics assistive you know taking care of simple tasks around right. elderly around ill you know that's that's such a you know huge huge application and economics economics of that industry is not there yet okay right. the robots that he he mentioned you know they're about 15k pounds i think right around the house and not every household can afford it and not right. every i would say family can trust technology to that extent yet right okay so of course that adoption curve 
Uh, it's still it's still right. in front of us but i applaud i applaud tony i applaud so many roboticists out there who just making those you know the technology more seamless the technology that will bring more trust from right. customers right and again once speaking of industrial revolution once production of those robots will go up you know the price will go down these simple these simple elements um, right. of economy we do we don't want to help i don't know if you use any robots in your house I definitely use for, you know, for fall clean, for oh, know, yeah. floor cleaning. Yeah, That's fun. Those, yeah. That's good. They yeah. work. They work. Yeah. They don't serve me coffee yet, but who knows? Maybe, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it myself. That's great. That's fine. So, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely at the new era of new era. And again, the technology that, again, was not there before, including extremely, extremely advanced AI technology, you know, conversational right. AI, you know, voice assistants, all that. Now, you know, robot, robots, you know, become more advanced and again, more helpful in the end. Right. Mm -hmm. And when do you think there's going to be a time where robotics, robots, so to say, will replace humans? By the way, I don't mean this necessarily in a negative sense, but do you think robots, and I'm talking mm -hmm. about advanced AI um, that, that can do functions like, let's say, me and you, would replace, let's say, humans in the context of warfare? There's so many movies so many books made around this you know especially you know like the terminator in that series and you know it's it's kind of different when you watch it as a kid and then you rewatch it again so i rewatched it this weekend the first and second one and certainly as an adult you know seeing all this it's pretty much about a company that specializes in ai and robotics called skynet they started essentially creating robots to do things like you know help out the elderly you know, um, they did, you know, uh, different types of, uh, you know, similar functions as well, like robots that can help lifting heavy loads in like, um, you know, practical workplace scenarios. And then what happened was it moved into military contexts where essentially they had humans or humanoid essentially looking, you know, you could say uh, humanoid looking products, so to say. So these are pretty much like these giant robotic exoskeletons with an AI to do things like, you know, um, operate weaponry. You know, they you know, analyze like a battlefield or, or things like that. Do you think that <clears throat> the world, do you think society will be moving in that direction ultimately? Like, do you think that's going to, do you think that's going to be an eventuality? So to say, you know what it's already is. It's already right. is to a degree. Okay. Right. The horrific war that's happening right now that we never thought is possible in Europe yeah. again. Okay. Yeah. The horrific events seeing how people defend their land okay seeing how they die for what they believe in okay yeah i'm talking about ukraine yes all right so we wish we wish that all wars will be over 80 years ago okay right we wish that none of us in our generation would ever see would ever see that devastation that sorrow that struggle and that incredibly i would say human uh human spirit that yeah. prevails in all that destruction okay yeah. so i have to put this out there now in uh, modern warfare there are drones right, right. there is ai there are all the algorithms there are all the recommendations and i'm sure ukrainians using the best technology available you know to uh to again to help people on the ground okay 
Right. It pains me to no end to see people fighting and dying in real right. time right now. Okay, with the amount of information we're getting, just we feel that we're part of those events, those devastated cities for no reason. Okay, yeah. the death of civilians, the death of military personnel. You know, people forget about that sometimes. I mean, we, we all, of course, we're all heartbroken for civilians, but people forget that military, they are people. They yeah. are people. And if, if their war is just, they're not deserve to die. Okay, yeah. they deserve to to defend the civilians. You know, they yeah. live to to protect. Okay, so again, I am devastated. I'm completely devastated by what's happening right now for a number of reasons. It's yeah. not just my background. It's not just part of my families that are on both sides. It's not about that at all. It's about what you mentioned. You know, warfare and our relationship in the future. What what we will learn. Okay, yeah. I don't want I want robots to clean floors and right. to help elderly. I don't want right. robots to fight, you know, either right. they're on my side or on their own side. I don't want that to see ever. So right. thanks to American, I don't know, movie industry, you know, generations grew up just watching fantastic movies and seeing how we all prevail and how good always, you know, at the end right. wins. <laughs> That's inspiring if you kind of want this kind of emotions in you. Right. Sure, let them think ahead, you know, let them create those futuristic horrific pictures right we just right. don't want to live in those times when we have to kill each other with robots or without robots right. and again i i completely understand i don't want to make this you know it's a big no, no, political statement. yeah 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 but uh, to me uh wars may not be always avoidable as painful it is for me to say Okay, right. when you see part of the empire breaking away from uh, from other parts for whatever reasons, okay, yeah, there gotta be better ways. There gotta be yeah. better ways. So robots not gonna be the answers. Robots they're good. They're technology, right? They can replace us, and they're already replacing a lot mm -hmm. of again, lots of again weapons, drones. You know, new uh, new rockets. They're all self navigating. Yeah. They're so advanced, but they still they still created to kill or yeah. maybe to protect. So right. let's become better humans as a result of these horrific events. And let's sort of find, you know, where force is needed to right. show the force and to protect. Because good is never good unless it can protect itself. Right. right? That's another my strong, strong position. Yes. At the same time, in the history of humankind, the agreement that happened after Second World War that never again on right. European continent or anywhere else in the world, okay, never again. And yet we are eyewitnessing the new, the new horrific, horrific practices and what we're seeing, it's beyond, it's beyond yeah. comprehension. So let's become with technology, let's become better humans. Otherwise, right. technology in wrong hands. You're right. You don't want to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and just to add to that, and by the way, that was beautifully put. But, you know, if, if leaders had to actually fight their own battles, I, I, I feel that many would be reluctant to even fire off one shot, so to say. And, you know, and if you look at, you know, the news coverage, who is it always? It's, you know, it's women, it's children, it's young people, husbands, boyfriends, fathers, cousins, you know. It's it's very very real and very very you know heartbreaking. So I I hope uh, 
I hope that society moves to a point where, let's say, if robotics and AI moves to that type of level, where they're almost like kind of sentient and almost like self-aware, that uh, there's enough good, you know, both wisdom and leadership behind it. So the good can be protected and, you know, a lot of the bad can be prevented, so to say. I will have to say when it comes to robotics and AI, one of the most promising things I've seen is actually has been in, you know, uh, prosthetics and medical implants, actually, through robotics, where if you were like to look at the 80s and 90s, so to say, a lot of the prosthetics for either like, you know, hands or digits or arms and things like that or legs were rather kind of rudimentary, almost primitive to, to a lot of things nowadays. So with things like AI, um, I've seen robotics, you know, you could say robotic implants made by, by many companies. These are ocular implants, auditory implants, essentially, you know, limb implants were essentially, you know, using effectively AI and using, you know, more advanced, you could say, um, <clears throat> machinery uh, to power the robotics. The functionality of, let's say, a hand or an eye or, in, in, or you could say an auditory implant is mind blowing. And in fact, it's almost as if it's it's near to the real to the real thing nowadays so looking at the upside of robotics the advances in you could say uh, medical technology are astounding to say the least you know you can essentially have in many ways a a near perfect functioning limb or organ with some of the advances today thanks to you know robotics were before by the way, this is like, you know, 10 years ago and beyond that might have not been the case, so to say. And I think more of this is going to make these things cheaper over time, which is, I think, ultimately should be the end goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you see, I, I repost on tweet. I retweet all the fun, fun videos when we yes. see this, this working, because again, some of them real, some of them just too futuristic, but right. at the same time, at the same time, it's a huge inspiration. So before right. we kind of shop in metaverse, if you ask me where to invest, I mean, we have to be everywhere for sure. Right. But definitely technology that improves people's lives today. All right. That's definitely for me a priority. Yeah. 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 And like I said, you know, um, robotics has so much to so much to offer. So, you know, when I see that, um, I'm very, very hopeful at the same time as well. And I do tend to be a glass half full type of uh, individual. So. Um, for I sure, will, for sure. And again, be, yes. we applaud, we applaud to those experts, uh, engineers, you know, creators who work on this day and night. And of course, we hear about huge breakthroughs here and there, but just yes. appreciating how many decades, how many dozens, thousands of people it took, you know, to get where we are right now. It's just, it just right. astonishing. Right. And on an ending note, um, what do you have planned for this year for uh, Saga Talks? Maybe uh, some upcoming guests you'd like to mention. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, this is uh, ongoing. This is ongoing journey for me. All right. So um, I am. it seemed to be like na naturally, like you mentioned, right? We talked about metaverse NFTs. Right. Last couple of months, I focused on those topics. You know, they just pop up here and there. There is no way of avoiding them. And again, I learn. I learn thanks to my guests, you know, thanks to them. So, of course, again, my um, my area will be for a few more weeks. Join us uh, listen, uh, uh, listening to like next week. I'm starting um, I'm starting series of videos with Wayne Butterfield, who is automation expert. 
Ooh, I'll okay. be sure to I'll be sure to tune Automation. in. <laughs> exactly. And Wayne has tremendous experience across enterprises, across startups, in a way that improving improving enterprise again ability to grow bottom line and at the same time reduce costs so automation comes in all shapes and forms uh, right now there is this buzzword out there called intelligent automation talk about so that intelligent, intelligent automation you know think about that so of course it's it's ai it's process it's enterprise uh, automation at the level of multifunctional you know multi-departmental collaborations so on that, and uh, the conversation uh, we had with Wayne is what about, guess what? It's about culture yes. and nature of, of people who want to be part of, uh, part of the same team. So again, with the moment we start talking about automation or technology, mm. so quickly it becomes about people. And so yeah. quickly it becomes part of, if you want to adapt new technology, change your people mindset. All right. Well, so well that's what, that's what's gonna be uh, that's what's gonna be a critical a critical uh, topic. Again, automation is ongoing. AI is ongoing. Focus digital growth, digital growth. Because believe it or not, so many companies still live in somewhat semi-analog world. Right. Okay. Because again, another big buzzword. Buzzword. Digital. An analog buzzword. world. Yeah. Analog world is still is still with us, you know. So yeah. so many companies do need to optimize, do need to implement new practices and new technologies as part yeah. of those transformations. So tune in for Sogo Talks. Yes, shameless yes. plug right here. Absolutely, <laughs> find us. Hey, I love it by all means. You know, there needs to be more podcasters such as yourself doing this and having guests come on and really expand knowledge and really provide insight into a lot of these things because. A lot of nuance is really a lot of nuance and context is really needed to understand a lot of these things. And like you uh, and with my show, I like to have people come on who can really add to the dialogue, who can add substance and add something to uh, to really the way people conceptualize and learn about these things as well. And to be honest, conversation is one of the best ways to learn things. And if you look for at society, me for sure, for society, me for sure, yeah. yeah. I change my mind a lot. I change my positions. I, it opens up my horizons. You know, when, yeah. I, when I listen to person, it to me, Stay it's here. very connectable. Yeah, absolutely. So I encourage everyone, subscribe to Adam's show, subscribe to Saga Talks. Yes, we hear yes. Saga Talks as well. And, you know, societies, you know, regardless of where they are, are built around storytelling, you know, countries have been built around storytelling. So this is, you know, a blockchain web three tech community in of itself, podcasters such as yourself who are, you know, doing these awesome things. So Irene, I just wanted to say it was an absolute pleasure having you come on today and provide your insight into AI, into robotics, into, you know, some of these things that are going on. I have a tremendous amount of respect for what you do as a podcaster, especially being in a very similar role as, as well. I surely appreciate what you do and the guests that you bring on and you know the continued generation of content because people still appreciate long form you know dialogues and podcasts not everything is kind of like the two to three second you know stimulation overload type of you know content people really do kind of want to sit down they want to relax and they kind of want to learn as they get their day started or while they're even ending their day so to say so you know it's always kind of a grind and it always does require energy to constantly, you know, doing your research, 
bringing guests on, you know, thinking about, you know, talking points to add. So, you know, it's fun, but I'm sure you can agree. It does require a lot of energy during the week to do a lot of this stuff. So, you know, from me to you, um, I am absolutely honored and I am absolutely happy to see what you're doing with Sauga Talks. I'm looking forward myself to catch more and more of the episodes and I'm looking forward to having you come back on in a few months and perhaps we can uh, pick off our conversation from here today and talk more about robotics Absolutely. and what 2023 will look like. We'll continue our collaboration, Adam. Thank you so much. Thank you for the audiences out there. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. All right. Perfect. I'll talk to you later and have a great weekend. Take care. Mm -hmm.